Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Johnny Nani and the bad guy, NWI Steve, and we are here to recap a 10-3 victory over the Minnesota Twins. They want to beat us by 10 yesterday. We're saying, fuck you, we're going to beat you, you know, we're going to beat you, we're going to score 10 runs today. Before we get into this episode, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at On Tap Sportsnet, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts, make sure you give us a five star rating and review because that shit is cool and tough. Johnny, Steve, it was a huge game today, man. I mean, the Sox were hitting fucking dingers. Dallas Keuchel looked like an OG. It was fantastic. I have a Sox beer here. And you guys know, I mean, especially you, Nani, I'm all about the juju. So before the game started tonight, or this afternoon, I'm sorry, I had popped one of these open. You know I'm a Miller Lite guy, but I had to change it up. I popped (laughs) one open, and we fucking win 10-3. to So I am going to stay on this train and keep popping these. But, God, man, I'm going to stop rambling. How are you guys doing? Yeah, Buzz, uh, good to be on. You know, you're having a beer here. Um, I After that win, I felt so good. I had to pour a little celebratory drinky-poo, a little liquor drink here. I got a Manhattan I made myself, as you guys can see, in my nice white socks glass. I tweeted that out, too, so if you want to see my white socks glass, it's on there. But, yeah, uh, good to celebrate first win of the year, guys. And it's good to have NWI Steve here. Uh, first show of the uh, year for him, uh, making the debut, uh, and it's a good one uh, to have him on for. Steve, how you doing, man? Hey, yo, fellas, how are we doing? Hey, Buzz, we're on the same page, buddy. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I just got that picture, go. too. I'm so excited to tweet this. Right there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Great. I tell you what, man, you know, after that emotional roller coaster that it was yesterday to come back here today and just, you know, beat the living piss out of those shitheads from Minnesota, it just warms my heart so much because there's nothing, nothing in this world that I enjoy more than just drinking the tears of Twins fans. They taste so delicious. They were so chirpy, running their fucking mouths yesterday like a bunch of jack-offs, and then we just went out there and just dong-slapped the shit out of them here today, and it felt fucking great. Oh, that That is an excellent intro here. The energy is high here, once again, on Socks on Tap. Energy was high yesterday, but it was a little angry energy. Uh, we got some happy energy going on, uh, a little bit of revenge energy from NWI Steve there. I love it. I love it, guys. You know what's funny is like when you said the negative energy, I, I, I know we're going to get into the game here, but when you put out the tweet from Sox, I'm, I, I'm trying not to laugh as I talk. It's annoying, but I'm trying. I'm sorry. But when you put the tweet out from Sox on tap with our picks to click and Tony said fucking Budweiser, <laughs> yeah. I, I about died because he was so mad sitting there. Oh, my God, I'm crying. He's, he just looked down at his beer and said, because you were, like, giving, like, an explanation for Grandal. And then yeah. I was, you know, I went Timmy because he had a couple hits last night. And then he, he just looks down at his beer and he goes, Budweiser. <laughs> he, just, he just looked so fucking miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it was just to see it in the writing is what kills me. I don't know why it kills me so much. Maybe because I'm drunk again. I don't uh, know. But, it, God, it yeah. just fucking uh, kills me, man. It yeah, absolutely a, kills me. That'll be new to Socks on Tap uh, this year. If you follow us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, uh, obviously you can hear our picks here on the show um, that we'll predict for the next game, who we think is going to get it done, our picks to click. But we'll tweet them out as well. So uh, you can interact with us and maybe drop yours in the replies or something. So another new feature uh, to Socks on Tap this year because we didn't really tweet them out as much last year. But, um, guys, uh, I want to get into uh, initial thoughts here as we always start uh, this show out. And, Steve, 
uh, you coming on today, you'd messaged me and said that you wanted to talk about the lineup freak out um, because people were upset, big mad online on Twitter.com uh, today. So take it away <laughs> with what happened. Yeah, listen, people were absolutely hashtag mad online. Look, I'm not going to lie. I was one of them. Okay. You know, seeing, <laughs> seeing stakes elevated up in the lineup after that dog shit performance yesterday up in front of La Pantera, that really pissed me off. And then the other thing about it is, you know, you look at Yasmani Grandal, biggest free agent signing in the history of the franchise, second game of the fucking season, and he's on the bench already. The DH spot exists, okay? Day game after a night game, all right, fine. If you want to catch McCann, that's fine. But at some point this year, Ricky's going to have to make some tough decisions. You got your highest on-base guy, and your highest paid guy, and you're not having him in the lineup here, at some point he's going to have to say to Abreu or even to Encarnacion, hey, one of you two big fouls is going to have to sit your ass on the bench here this game here because we got to balance out this lineup a little bit. So, you know, it just it was a little bit interesting. And then, you know, obviously Leary had a really tough, um, really tough night yesterday here. So, you know, seeing him back in the lineup there, I was honestly a little bit surprised by that. I thought we would see Danny Mendick in there today. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, people were very pissed off about it. But in the end, it worked out really well because Delmonico had a couple of really great at-bats today. You know, you look at this, that, that at-bat he had in the second inning that, you know, yeah, he struck out, but he had a 12-pitch at-bat. Really was working Dobnik very well there. Second time up, draws another walk there. Just missed a home run in his third at bat. So, you know, he went through there, had just some really strong plate appearances today. It looked like he was seeing the ball really well. And then Larry Legend just, you know, goes dropping two bombs here today. You know, how's that for a redemption game? I mean, just leading the charge here for the bombs over Bridgeport, baby. Yeah, so, um, Steve, one of, the, one of the biggest takeaways, obviously, uh, has to be Larry Garcia. I mean, the White Sox on their Instagram posted as a player of the game, uh, and rightfully so. Larry went three for four, two bombs, uh, four RBIs, and it came at a clutch time when we needed some insurance runs there uh, to really, you know, jack that score up. And getting to double digits, scoring double-digit runs is cool and tough, guys. I hope we see that a lot this year. I think the potential is there uh, with how much pop is in the lineup, and that's the name of the show, Power Surge. Uh, that's what it was today, Power Surge, because there were four home runs. Um, the, hitting the ball over the ballpark. Great to see. Um, actually, was it five? Five today? Five, After yeah. That? Yeah, five. Yeah, excuse me. Five. Getting, getting them mixed up here. There's so many. I can, almost couldn't count them and tally them up. But uh, other than that, uh, nice to see Dallas Keuchel uh, induce ground balls today. Really liked what I saw from him. Um, and then just up and down the lineup, getting production. Uh, Eloy, he's off to a hot start, which is great because if you remember, I mean, obviously it was his rookie year last year, but took a little bit uh, to get going for Eloy last year. So nice to see him hot out of the gate there. Um, Buzz, what are your initial thoughts here? Um, so I want to kind of touch on the, the lineup thing. Cause I did, I bitched about it this morning. Um, reason being I bitched about it <clears throat> is because like Steve said, Grandal's like our highest paid player. Um, and it really didn't make a lot of sense to me. I, obviously I understand that you want to play Yasmani opening day, but with Lucas Giolito being the opening day starter, and we've had this conversation on socks on tap before with how good he was last year. For the most part, I didn't want to take James McCann away from him. It's something that I just didn't want to do. I mean, if it's working and he's still here, then why not keep riding a hot hand, especially in a sprint? I want to, I, I just want to hear people or stop hearing people say, well, you know, he's going to have to get used to Yaz eventually. Okay. That's, that's fucking fine, man. That's fine. This isn't a marathon. We're, we're sprinting. It, this is a sprint to get to the playoffs, to do something meaningful. 
So I didn't like the lineup construction. I was not mad about Lurie Garcia being in uh, the lineup. I just wanted to see him in right field because I didn't feel like Nicky played well yesterday. Um, again, pointing out Steve's point that he just made. Nicky had the 12-13 pitch at bat, hit the ball hard a couple times. He looked really good today. Lurie legend. I tagged you a million times on Facebook, Nani, because this guy's fucking hitting bombs. I mean, did, what, what did he have today? Four fucking hits or three hits? and Yeah, three hits Lurie had today and four RBIs. I mean, dude was in fuego. You know, I mean, he played real well. Um, Mancata looked pretty good again. Um, you know, it was nice to see uh, Edward, Edwin Encarcion. In, in, in I'm trying my best here. I'm, I'm trying you're, my best. You're missing the N in there. Encarnacion. Encarnacion. You got to sound Sorry. it out. <laughs> in, 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 I'm talking too fast because I've been drinking. Encarnacion. There we go. But, he, you know, he hit a bomb today, which was nice. Um, you know, I, I was really actually happy to see that you know, he was feeling okay. Cause yesterday, you know, he had that tumble and it looked like he was a little bit limber. I didn't know if they would give him the off day from that today, but they didn't. So yeah, everything, everything was great, man. I, this game was great from top to bottom and Dallas Keuchel looked like a fucking beast. And I loved the, uh, Mark Burley, um, comparisons. I, even though I don't think Dallas Keuchel works as fast as Burley did. I, I just thought that was cool. A little nostalgia sprinkled into the game, you know? Yeah, uh, I definitely you know saw a bunch of those comparisons out there. Um, Buzz, I, I could refute your fact. Um, I'd say for the splitting up uh, McCann Giolito, uh, just on that really quick, we can go back and forth on this. I know you have your opinions, but I also think you have the best catcher in the game. Uh, fucking throw to him, get him out there as much as possible. So I, I did not air it out on Twitter. I didn't say that um, for about the lineup today. Uh, luckily, I, I would have gotten you know you guys are walking back your stuff now, but that's fine. That's what this is for. Uh, but that would have been my thought too. I, uh, I had to put. That I was wrong you had, today. You because you had a uh, Grandal as your pick to click. We had to scratch that out. I, I had to go and find the strike through font to make. Well, that's sure. kind of why I was so mad because it was, it was scratched. I, I want to win the pick yeah. to click. Okay. <laughs> no, but I. Yeah. I, I would just like to see him in the lineup more. Um, you know, I mean, obviously people are saying, oh, well, you know, he had a night game, then a day game. You usually see your catcher sit. Like again, second game of the year. It's a sprint. It's not a normal season here. I think he should have been in the lineup. But, hey, James McCann, guys, let's talk about him, too, because he we didn't bring up his name yet. Dude was on fire. It was absolute fire today. He had two hits, one, one being a home run. You know, he three uh, oh, yeah, three hits. I'm sorry. Three, he had three hits yeah. and he had two ribbies. So McCann had a great game today, too. So, you know, another, there's not a lot of complaining. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, guys. You know, another thing with McCann that um, aside from the hitting portion of it, that was pretty important today was, you know, he stole a couple of strikes for Keuchel. Um, you know, out there on the mound, that was pretty important because, you know, that's obviously one of the big talking points about Grandal and what makes him so beneficial to this team is what he brings from a from a framing perspective, helping out this pitching staff. And that was something that McCann has talked about. He was working on very actively this winter, trying to improve that aspect of it. And there were several instances of balls that were, you know, outside of the strike box on, on the TV that he was able to get called strikes on to really help, you know, keep Keuchel ahead in counts and really help him, you know, further the, you know, his performance along. But I mean, just, Oh, I mean, overall, I mean, Keuchel, I mean, that was, that was a ballsy ass performance right there, you know, to go out there. And especially after the struggles that the pitching staff had yesterday, he just went out there from the shoot was just pounding the strike zone, getting right after these hitters saying, come on, motherfuckers hit it. You're just going to beat it right into the ground. I mean, that's what this team needed to see today. Um, you know, and that's where, you know, having a guy with a veteran presence, that's, you know, won a world series and pitched in big playoff atmospheres. 
I mean, that's the type of thing that he can bring to this group and to this pitching staff that has a lot of youth and inexperience. I mean, that was that was huge right there, I think, you know, to have him come there, especially after the letdown. And I think there was a lot of emotions yesterday with just the highs and lows of that game, falling behind early, then coming back and then ultimately losing by five runs. You know, it was very, it could have been very easy for them to have come to the park today a little bit demoralized, but he basically stepped on the throats right away here and said, you guys ain't doing shit today. Yeah, really important part about the uh, ground balls that Keuchel induced too, Steve, um, was defense improving in key spots. I, I know there was uh, the one Moncada throw that did uh, go air in the first base, and then uh, Timmy did miss a backhand ball um, coming through. But o- overall, uh, on the whole, I would say looked much cleaner in the field today. Absolutely. All right, uh, guys, well, let's move into the box score breakdown here. Uh, so we throw some stats at you. Um, Yohan Mankato is one for four. Uh, he had the double, uh, RBI double, that got the scoring going. Uh, also walked, um, and, you know, the obviously the one RBI. Uh, Edwin uh, went one for four, uh, hit his first home run, official home run as a White Sox. Uh, two strikeouts. Uh, he had two RBIs. That was a two-run shot that he had hit. Uh, Eloy, two for five. I believe it, well, the other hit was a double. Uh, and then the home run, obviously, uh, just got over the fence and right. Uh, struck out three times, but hey, when you're producing the other ones, uh, you know, uh, high risk, high reward there. Uh, the one RBI for uh, Eloy. McCann, uh, like we just talked about, three for four, home run, two RBI. Also had a clutch single. I believe that was a two-out single uh, that he had um, later in the game uh, that kind of kept that going. And then Lurie was able to hit the home run after that. And that brings us to Lurie. Three for four, two home runs, four RBI. Obviously the player of the game and um, definitely a great bounce-back game for him. Uh, good to see make all of us eat our words because everyone was pretty hot on Lurie last night, but understandably so for what went down in last night's game. Uh, the pitching line for Dallas Keuchel today, 5.1 innings pitch, uh, three hits, two runs, uh, both earned, no walks. Excellent to see. Uh, one strikeout and eight ground ball outs. Uh, I believe there's one fly ball out as well. So um, n- nice to see, uh, you know, good start for Dallas Keuchel here. Dallas Keuchel looked like, like I said earlier, he, he looked great. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, going down our box score, box score breakdown here. I mean, Mikata, like I said, played great. It was great to see Edwin hit that home run. Eloy, he did strike out three times, but he hit a bomb. Uh, he looked good. I mean, just a, everybody that batted tonight looked great. I mean, no one was too horrible behind the plate. I mean, Tim Anderson didn't do well, but, I mean, that he's going to come on eventually, no doubt about it. Um, Another guy I kind of want to, you know, just shout out to because it is in the box score. One inning pitched, let up one hit, but it also had a strikeout in the first batter he's ever faced in the major leagues. That was Jimmy Lambert. So I was really happy yeah. to see that. Um, you know, um, shout out to our buddy White Sox, Dave, uh, when they did take Keuchel out there. <laughs> and he said, oh, I, I think that it's a good move to bring Steve, uh, Steve Ciszek in. And, and then Steve Ciszek lets up that that bomb. Um, that's okay though. You know, he's, he calmed yeah. down and he, he, he was able to do all right. So, yeah, um, that, that was, that was the only blemish in the game. I just want to talk right. about that. You're talking about, you know, allowing big innings or anything, obviously a couple of them yesterday, um, you know, multiple times you seemed like Steve, it's so demoralizing and it would have been really right. easy for this team to get demoralized, but you stopped the bleeding there. Sure. You know, guess what? The twins, they fucking hit home runs as much as it you know, sucks to say that. And they tout that, uh, most home runs in a single season ever from last year, the Bomba squad, they call them. That's going to happen. Nelson, Cruz hits bombs. Miguel Sano hits bombs. Cruz was the one day that did damage uh, with that one three-run shot. But I think closing the door on that afterward um, and getting yourself back, hey, the, you know, next pitch, next out, let's get it. Um, I think that was key today. 
You know, I want to piggyback off of something that Buzz talked about there just now as far as with, you know, bringing C-Sheck in there in that particular spot. And, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what White Sox Dave said, I think it was the right move to bring him in in that spot. My one issue with that sequence in that inning, though, was why are you letting Nelson Cruz beat you? You're up five to nothing in that in that spot right there. I'm not challenging Nelson Cruz, who is just a notorious fastball hitter, I'm not challenging him with a fastball if if I'm C-Shack. I'm going to go at him with junk. If I walk him, okay, big fucking deal. I take my chances with Polanco. And then and then guess what? You still, even if worst case scenario, you walk him and Polanco comes up and hits a grand step, you still have the lead. I'm not, I'm not letting yeah, it, Nelson yeah. Cruz beat me there. Yeah, play the probability a little better. I'm with you there, Steve. More likely that Nelson Cruz is going to hit it out than Polanco. Exactly. So Nelson Cruz um, always seems to kick our ass. It's annoying. Oh, his uh, Chris Kampka tweeted a stat. I think I'm gonna have to go and find it, guys. Um, it's ridiculous. It's from since the beginning of 19. Nelson Cruz's stat line against the uh, against the White Sox, and obviously we know that he uh, killed us last year. But hold on, I'm gonna pull it up really quick just because it's ridiculous. I think it's like nine home runs. Oh man, I was at the game when he hit the three bombs last year against Giolito. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, that. About wanting to drink yourself into a okay. Here it is. Christopher King here. Yeah, that's so why, that's why I couldn't find it. But um, let's see if I can get this. Oh, I got it. It's so Nelson Cruz got versus it. the White Sox since the beginning of 2019. 18 games. Oh yeah, here nine we go. home yeah. runs. Just found 27 out. ribbies. Ouch! A fucking ow! Ouch in there too. Ow! Good. That's not ow. a good. It hurts and king. If you're if you're listening and you should be, don't let Nelson Cruz be the guy that beats you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, so uh, looking down the rest of the box score here, guys, as we move on, um, obviously C. Sheck with the lone blemish there, uh, letting up that home run. Two of those runs go to Keuchel, though. Uh, the uh, Cruz himself uh, to C. Sheck there, so the one earned run for him. Uh, bummer, uh, two-thirds of an inning, uh, one walk and a strikeout. Um, uh, good to see that wipeout slider in action again. Uh, Evan Marshall, spotless. Nice to see. Uh, one hit allowed, walked one, but he struck out two. Uh, no damage to him. And then Jimmy Lambert closing it down. Nice to see a guy like him uh, get that done when obviously it's not a safe situation. So you have kind of your uh, pick of the lot there for who you're going to uh, finish it out with. And as Buzz had mentioned earlier, uh, good to see Jimmy Lambert record that strikeout. So um, that does it for the box score breakdown. So let's get on to uh, other observations here, Steve. Um, anything else that we haven't talked about yet uh, that you saw from today or you want to point out or make a point about? Yeah, you know, a couple a couple things that, that I've seen here. First, again, kind of circling back to something I wrote about um you know, last week during the in, during the uh, exhibition games, you know, the quality of the at-bats overall, I think, has been very solid here in these first two games, really working counts. You know, you look in particular Eloy, and yeah, I know he had the three strikeouts today here, but he just looks, he looks very comfortable in the box, and he looks like he's really seeing the ball well out there. Um, even, you know, you, you go up and down the lineup, you have a lot of guys, you know, Timmy, you know, Yohan, you know, um, Lou Bob, you know, or sorry, Luis Robert, so you know, hot. he's uh, <laughs> got to roll it, got to roll it. He's he's really seeing the ball very well here. You know, the, these first couple of games here. So I've been really happy watching the approach and just seeing the quality of the at bats overall, the guys. Um, 
one thing that has been a little bit unlucky on on their side has been just some of the some of the bad luck with some of the defensive positioning. You know, right before uh, Cruz hit that home run off a of C check, the thing that drove Keuchel out of the game was you know they they used the shift on Mitch Garver and Garver hit it you know where the shift uh, or excuse me away from the shift in that particular instance that happened a couple of times yesterday. Um, you know, you had the one ball, you know, that uh, that Larry was able to feel that it, they weren't able to turn a double play on. So they've had a little bit of bad luck in that regard, whereas on the flip side of that, the Twins have had really impeccable defensive positioning because the Sox had a couple of chances to really break the game open there. And unfortunately, you know, in the fifth inning, you know, Lubot hits a fucking piss rod again that, um, you know, Arianza makes the, you know, the play at second base on right there. And he's just in a, in a good spot right there. So it's kind of been. Um, a little bit unlucky for the Sox in, in that regard there, just with some of the defensive positioning there. But um, yeah, like I said, really the biggest takeaway for me, I mean, that's the quality of the at-bats. I mean, that's been nice to see. I mean, we're so used to seeing this team just go up there hacking at every goddamn pitch and having six pitch innings. So, you know, you get up, you go to the fridge, you get a couple of beers, and the next thing you know, you come back and the inning's over already. So I don't get the sense we're going to have a lot of that this year, and that's pretty refreshing. Well put. Well put, Steve. Uh, Buzz, observations. Observation again. I have to pretty much piggyback off of everything Steve said. I, I really, he touched pretty much everything that I was gonna say. I mean, observations. I'm thinking Dallas Keuchel looks like a great signing already. I mean, obviously, we think we already knew that he's going against one of the top offenses in baseball, and he handled them pretty easily. Um, I, honestly, I, I I know it's like the second game of the season, but still, look great. Bats look great all around for the most part, and just uh. One observation I do want to make as well is I just Tim Anderson in the field. Um, stop trying to be pretty because, I mean, dude, we know he could do it. He's got the athletic ability to do it. And, like, the thing I hate the most for him is, is logging, you know, logging on, you know, social media and him getting trashed. Oh, move him to right field or, oh, DH him or, oh, you know, this or that or the other. Like, number one, whoever said DH him, just shut the fuck up, please. Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. So, you know, um, don't don't say that. That's stupid. As far as the right field thing, okay, I, I could see, maybe. I, I hope not. But, you know, he's got to have to get those errors down. Again, like I keep saying, it's a fucking sprint, Nani and Steve. We, we can't we can't fuck up. Thank God today it didn't hurt us. Um, I think that ended up actually becoming a double play. Um, but, you know, he, he's just got to get a little bit more um, polished. In, in the field there, but that's all I got. Everything else was f- fucking fantastic. I'm on a high right now because of this game. Um, and I'm just, I, I can't wait for tomorrow boys. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, good points, buzz, uh, for me. Um, uh, first one I'll, that we didn't really, you know, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but, uh, overall, obviously outside of the one blemish on Steve, uh, Steve C-Shack, tongue twister there, but, uh, <laughs> I, I like seeing the bullpen, uh, have a clean outing, um, you know, as, as a unit, that's nice because in years past, and obviously I know circumstances were different with a rebuilding team, but it just felt like, you know, no lead was ever safe if we did end up getting a lead. Um, obviously not as much firepower as we have now to even build up that lead at first, but um, it's nice to know that you can be in good hands with any of those guys uh, that are coming out of the bullpen. Uh, next thing Steve had talked about, um, Luis Robert just, you know, hitting missiles. Uh, that shows.
throws and the exit velocity. Obviously, uh, it was Miguel Sano on a ground out. He had the highest today at 110, but Luis Robert right behind him. Uh, on, it, was, it was a force out, but 109.3 off the bat. And then, hey, uh, my guy Lurie uh, making it a little bit uh, top five here. He's a fourth uh, overall today at 106.7. He smoked that ball. So a home run from each side of the plate for Lurie. Uh, like that, uh, good to see the versatility um, from a switch hitter like him. Um, other than that, though, um, I, th- that's all I've got observation wise. So um, I, you know, usually we go into the fun stuff here, and I was going to see if you guys had any meatball takes or whatever. But as we were talking here and before the show, getting the probable starters for the next game together, and we will get to that preview. Um, I do have a tinfoil hat time that I'll move into now for the fun stuff. Uh, and tinfoil hat time is the only reason that Raylo was slotted number three was because they're believing in that Sunday juju because that 14 strikeout game last year came against the Tigers on a Sunday when he was wearing the 83s. So we'll see the 83s tomorrow, Raylo wearing them. I think that's the the what they're going for. Get them off to a hot start. Um, play with the karma. So you guys I, got any meatball you guys got any meatball takes or you I want to th- elaborate on that at all? I think that your tinfoil hat was the first ever tinfoil hat with a little bit of a meatball in there. I'm <laughs> good. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I yeah. like, you crossed over, baby. You, mar- you, you gotta just, marinate it in the tinfoil. You just box. did you, something you, that no yeah. one's ever done on this fucking show before, man. You just put a fucking meatball in the tinfoil hat. That's what I we're love- all about here at Socks on Tap, man. We're trying to be innovators. That's fucking groundbreaking, Johnny. It's fucking groundbreaking <laughs> shit right there, and I'm proud of you. Um, I have nothing that can touch that at all. You put a meatball in the fucking tinfoil hat, Steve. What do you got? All right, I, I got a, I got a, I don't know how spicy this meatball is going to be here. Um, well, we like them spicy. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll <laughs> you guys will be the judge of this. We serve you all know, kinds, though, so go ahead. Some well, people don't as, like as the spice. About, so. As I was talking about earlier with my issue with Grandal not being in the lineup and then, you know, having obviously Abreu and Encarnacion hitting from the right side, you know, against tough right-handed pitching, there's going to come a point when, I think Ricky's going to have to grow some balls and he's going to have to tell Jose on occasion, Hey, big fella, you got to sit on the bench here because if you actually go back and look the last two years, a Braves numbers against right-handed pitching have been on a steady decline. Now he goes out there and he just absolutely fucking devours left-handed pitching, but there's going to come a point where, you know, in games, if they're playing, you know, the Indians and they're facing Clevenger or Bieber or, you know, you know, just, just guy, guys like that, you got you got to get these guys in the lineup. And if you want to have McCann catching, whether it's Keiko or Giolito in some instances, you can't have your highest on-base guy sitting his ass on the fucking bench when you have a DH spot to play with here. So, you know, my meatball take here is they need to look at the idea here and, and be open to the possibility of telling Abreu on occasion, big fella, you're on the bench here today. Yeah, a lot of people are going to find that spicy as shit for real. So that was a good one. That's spicy. That is definitely spicy. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Let's move into the next game preview, though, guys. Uh, and keep this thing rolling. Uh, tomorrow's game, the rubber match of the three-game series, is a 1.10 p.m. start time at Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. So um, yeah, how it's looking weather-wise? Um, unfortunately, Tony Twista not with us today. Uh, he divulged a little too much last night. Uh, it said that he has to lay low for a little bit. So, um <laughs> 
apologies uh, that Tony could not make it uh, with us today, but I will be dishing out the weather report. Uh, unfortunately, not as entertaining. Uh, first pitch, it's going to be 90 degrees. It's uh, going to be a hot one. Feels like 99, though, so uh, I'm going to be a scorcher out there uh, on the south side. Uh, wind out of the southwest at 11 miles an hour, 58% humidity. UV index had a 9 out of 10, and it's only going to get a little warmer throughout the game. Uh, it'll stay at that feels like 99 uh, until 2 o'clock, but then at 3 and 4, jumps up to feels like 100. Wind will pick up slightly, a couple miles an hour. Uh, humidity will decline uh, as it gets a little hotter, though. Uh, the UV index going down there as the game, you know, sunsets, uh, the game goes on. So uh, that's it. Uh, looking like a great day for weather. Uh, no rain in the forecast. Uh, only 15% chance uh, of precipitation, but it's five uh, in the surrounding times. So um, not going to be an issue tomorrow. There'll be baseball on the south side for the rubber match uh, that will feature Reynaldo Lopez, who I had talked about in my crossover tinfoil meatball take uh, time. It was, it, it was a hybrid name for it. it yeah, it was a hybrid. Uh, but anyway, uh, Reynaldo Lopez uh, will be going up against Kenta Maeda for the Twins. Uh, Lopez was 10-15 last year, 5.38 ERA over 184 innings. Kenta Maeda, 10-8, uh, 4.04 ERA in 153.2 innings for the Dodgers. Uh, first season with Minnesota here. So, uh what do you think is going to happen tomorrow, guys? Well, uh, as far as Ronaldo Lopez goes, we all know here that he struggled mightily against the Minnesota Twins last year. Um, I got some stats pulled up here. He had an, uh, in three starts against the Twins, he had a 9.60 ERA. If you, not if anybody great, was, Bob. Yeah, that's not that's not good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's fucking it's bad. It's, okay, it's bad. Okay, fucking bad. Okay, it's not good. It hurts me. Okay. So with that being said. In 15 innings, 16 earned runs, guys. 16 earned runs. He's let up five bombs. All right? Uh, the Minnesota Twins last year against Ronaldo Lopez uh, had a batting average of 333, an on-base percentage of 378, a slugging percentage of 682. You know, that's... Uh, Steve, as our guy Scott Hall says, survey says this one might suck, but... <laughs> if uh, if Ronaldo has improved, I mean, we we saw him. He was still having a little bit of trouble commanding that fastball in a couple of the you know starts that we saw from him in the spring slash summer league or summer league summer camp, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I'm just he's got to be strong tomorrow. I have no doubts in our offense right now. I think that they can hit the ball. I'm not scared of Medea. I'm not. I'm not. He doesn't scare me. I, I what I'm scared of is Ronaldo Lopez being able to not rely heavily on the offense. Like, yeah, you know, the Twins had three runs today. Sox ran away with it offensively, but Keuchel pitched a good game. I'm not expecting Ronaldo to come out and pitch like that, but he cannot he cannot get fucking rocked because we cannot expect our offense to always bail us out. Um, so hopefully tomorrow he can be strong. And that, that's where I'm kind of sticking right now. Those numbers I just read to you guys from uh, his splits last year against Minnesota, again, that's that's bad and okay. Yeah, it is bad. Steve, uh, hit us with some uh, predictions for tomorrow. Yeah, so a couple of things that I'm watching for in particular, um, you know, with with Lopez obviously being a guy that has a you know relatively straight fastball, and the Tones are very much a fastball-hitting team. So I'm going to be interested to see if Lopez maybe varies up uh, some of his pitch usage patterns, maybe tries to utilize his changeup a little bit more. Um, and I'm curious to see if maybe the Sox are going to try to piggyback him with Gio Gonzalez tomorrow here, you know, to kind of get a little bit of a contrasting feel to it. Cause 
you know, Lopez, obviously the guy that's going to bring a high octane, you know, fastball 96 to 98 consistently. And then you bring in Gio, he's going to be featuring a, a good over or a good straight change and a nice, strong overhand curveball coming from the left side. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they maybe try to pair those two together um, and kind of circling back to my meatball take tomorrow actually would be a really good instance to see Ricky exercise a little bit of discretion with the lineup because if you go and if you look at Kenta Maeda for his career right-handed hitters actually have a sub 200 batting average against him for his career and then if you look at some of the other split data he walks close to 10 percent of the left-handed hitters that he has faced throughout the course of his career so if there was ever a spot for Zach Collins to get a start at a DH being a guy who can go up there take some pitches and work a walk Kenta Maeda might be that guy. So I'll be interested to see maybe if they try to go out there and maybe put a few more left-handed hitters in that lineup there to try to balance things out and try to neutralize one of Maeda's real strengths, which is attack and right-handed hitting lineups. Yeah, when you talk about Collins there, I mean, he arguably has the best eye of anyone. I know Yasmani Grandal is a great OBP guy. Uh, he draws walks as well. But, man, Collins is super selective. So when you're talking yeah. about that, um, that percentage of walks against lefties, Steve, uh, would not be a bad idea. But uh, either way, you can uh, guarantee that there will be lineup freakout uh, tomorrow because that's just a daily thing uh, with Sox Twitter. So it doesn't matter what it is. There will still always be someone complaining. Uh, yeah, I for this one tomorrow, um, I'm going to go for predictions here. And I got to um, predict a winner here because on the season preview show that Tony and I recorded on Wednesday night, um, I had said for the first series that we were going to go two and one. So obviously the rubber match here, got to win that one to hold up my prediction. Uh, I'm going to say the offense gets it done. Um, and you know, you're talking about left-handed hitters having, uh, faring much better against Maeda than righties. Uh, Yohan Mankata from the left side of the plate. Um, well, let's see it, uh, continue this, uh, push for MVP that he's already putting up right now. Uh, cause it's so short, but, uh, you know, it's such a short season that, yeah, you wouldn't think that one, two games would do it. But man, uh, when you talk, talk about how much each of these mean, um, individually, then yeah, it will start adding up as long as he keeps, uh, hitting. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, that kind of leads me into pick to click. And who am I going with tomorrow? Yoan Mankata. So, guys, picks who's getting it done tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Yasmani Grandal. Uh, I, I picked him for today. I'm going to uh, obviously yeah. didn't, didn't. watch him not be in the lineup. Again I'm sorry, Steve. Fucking stupid reason. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can Steve. Have, hey, you can double up. You guys can double yeah. up. That's fine. Yeah, we We've could, established that. Yeah, we could double up, man. I'm going to go with Yas. Oh, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with Yaz tomorrow. I, I um, you know, I, I again, like what, like Steve said, you know, uh, right-handed hitters don't fare too well against our opposing pitcher here. So, I'm gonna go with um, Yaz tomorrow. Um, I think that you know he's gonna come out. He's gonna hopefully be that great presence for Ronaldo behind the plate. You know, good. You know, a great catcher makes a pitcher a better. You know, so I'm hoping that he's a. Uh, He's great for Ronaldo tomorrow, and I hope behind the plate he uh, he hits a couple bombs. I'm, I'm I'm hoping one or two home runs out of Yaz tomorrow. I want to see him crush a motherfucking ball. So that's who I'm going with tomorrow. I'm going with Yaz. Yeah, I was gonna go with Yaz too, and and to kind of piggyback off that, and one other variable that I don't know if people are taking into account here is, you know, those two guys were teammates with the LA Dodgers. Yaz caught him a lot, so he knows Maeda's shit very well, and I can great tell point, you from man. experience. One of the toughest things to do as a pitcher is to go up against a guy that used to be your catcher because they know you, they know your tendencies, they know how your ball moves and how your ball breaks better than anybody. 
So that's one of the toughest things, one of the toughest matchups for a pitcher to have to deal with. So I'm, I'm looking for Yaz to have a big game tomorrow myself. All right. I love it. We're covering all angles here, guys. Uh, excellent points made on the show today. Uh, guys, I'm glad we got to see the first White Sox winner of the year. Hopefully first of many. I think it will be the first of many. I uh, got a good feeling about this year. Just this lineup. It's hard not to. Um, so, But a big question will be answered. I guess not answered, but uh, we'll start to see some of it tomorrow with Lopez taking the hill and um, see how he fares there. And then, as Steve had said, perhaps uh, a kind of a dual uh, starter situation with uh, it, Gio Gonzalez obviously did not have to get worked. He was up warming in the first inning on Friday night when Lucas Giolito was struggling, but uh, did not end up coming into the game. So he's fresh. Uh, let's see what happens there. Uh, I'm excited, guys. Uh, Going to be another great date to have baseball back. Shit, I'm so glad sports are back. So, um, Buzz, uh, you want to hit us with the uh, regular reads, and then we'll get our final thoughts in and close this baby down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we going to do, are we going to do shout outs? Oh, yeah. Are we, I'm getting are we ahead of do, myself here. Uh, yeah, you are. Hit the shout out then. I, 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 should, I should mute myself for a while. No, no, it's okay. It, you, you're drinking an old fashioned or whatever the fuck. You're, you're okay. You are the liquor. It's fine. Yeah, I am the yeah. liquor. Yeah. yeah, you're the liquor. And you're I didn't finish that, though. I don't know if you heard me. I, during the middle, I think uh, Steve was talking and I cracked a beer. I got a Bushlight Apple now. So onto the beer. Had to have a cocktail first, but we're, we're starting <laughs> Saturday night off right. Absolutely. Absolutely. My friend, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, so uh, I want to do shout outs real quick. And there's uh, two people um, that I, I did want to shout out. Um, and that's going to be Carrie at that baseball fan. Um, and then I also want to shout out Hans Berner. Those two hit us up today and really enjoyed the first episode that we put out last night. Um, not the you know what I mean? Like the first game recap episode. And, you know, it's just pretty fucking dope that people check out our show and dig it and what we do and i really appreciate that kind of shit because we put a lot of work into it so it's pretty fucking cool that those guys listened and really enjoyed it and um the cockiness comes out now as we're here to fucking take over this game and we're gonna fucking take this shit over man we're the best fucking i I think we're the best we got me you tony steve we're we are a fucking nwo man Okay, so I'm, but I'm shouting those guys out, man. I love those guys, and they're very cool. They're very nice people. So I want to uh, thank them for you know shouting us out on Twitter today. I thought it was dope. Steve, shout out. Yeah, I got to give my shout out to uh, you know friend of the show, White Sox Sal. You know, um, you know I. I I, th- I threw out you know a big Diamond Dallas Page gift this morning here, and he responded. He's he's very much still a a big time wrestling guy here, so. You know, he gets all my old gifts and everything. We have the same energy when it comes to that. And uh, he he was he was in lockstep with me here this morning with the DDP gift. So I got to give my shout out to Sal on this one. All right. Uh, my shout out goes to anybody, anybody. I guess this includes you, too, here, Buzz. Uh, my Sox Summer, um, we had Jason Hosking. Uh, anybody that tweeted at me uh, when Lurie, um, uh, you know, hit his home runs. Um, I appreciate that. And it was great to finally see, uh, my notifications blow up again for that, because I remember it started to gain a little notoriety after we posted the, you know, the picture multiple times of me, you know, holding up the Jersey. We got two of them. We got one that's at the ballpark. We got one from the buzz cave that buzz is sitting right in front of me, like, you know, giggling like a child. Um, but (laughs) you know, so we got those and it kind of, it kind of, it's cool that it picks up. And I know, like, even if I weren't watching the game, I would know that Lurie did something well if all these people tagged me in it. And I love, you know, my stock summer said, congrats on the sex one time. Um, and I'll just tell you, uh, yeah, I'm still looking 
for a new pair of pants my next summer. So that's that's where I'm at. Uh, thanks to everybody who tweeted at me. Please continue to do so. Uh, we can uh, bask in Lurie glory. Uh, obviously, he's leading the charge for MVP right now after today's game. So no, just kidding. After that, it, it did make up after at first I'd said that it didn't. Uh, you know, it was a good step forward in the bounce back. And then he completed that with the second home run. So uh, I do think that made up for it. Yeah, it always sucks. And he should still be scrutinized for the defensive mistakes Friday night. But at the same time, maybe first game jitters, uh, maybe not totally locked in. I think that as a whole, that's a point that I made on last night's show. Uh, good to see that all bounce back today, though. So thank you to everybody. Um, who sent me uh, warm wishes when Larry uh, performed today. So that's it. Buzz, uh, hit us with the regular reads, and then we'll close this baby out. <clears throat> Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at SocksOnTap, at OnTapSportsNet. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and review, because that is cool and tough. We'll be back tomorrow after the Sox defeat the Minnesota Twins. It's a 110 start. We'll be back with another post game, man. That's all I got. That's all I got, boys. Besides, you know, the, the, the always the White Sox forever. I got nothing else. White Sox forever, baby. Go. White Sox for life. <laughs>